Hey, this is Sayyam Bhutani and you're listening to Chai Time Data Science, a podcast for data science enthusiasts where I interview practitioners, researchers and calculators about their journey, experience and talk all things about data science. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chai Time Data Science Show. In this episode, I'm excited to be interviewing Dr. Olivier, double Kaggle Grandmaster and Senior Data Scientist at H2O.ai. Olivier holds a PhD in signal processing and has worked across multiple roles in different domains over the years, including that of a developer, project manager, and even in trading before getting into data science. In this interview, we talk, of course, all about his journey over the past years, his data science journey, how he got started with data science and Kaggle. We talk all about H2O.ai, his work at H2O.ai and his current projects. Olivier shares insights into Kaggle and Kaggle competitions. We talk all about Kaggle as a learning platform and also as a platform for professional skill development note that this is a special release happening on h2o.ai's youtube channel if you're curious to check out the other interview releases that i'm doing please see the link in the description of this podcast and second note to the listener uh, if you are a non-native english speaker as a reminder all of this and the future episode release will have proper fixed english subtitles so if you're watching it on youtube please remember to enable the subtitles for a better experience along with a blog post coming out in the next week or in a few days with the video release so stay tuned if you'd like to read the interview rather than watch it without further ado here's my conversation with dr olivier double kaggle grandmaster and senior data scientist at h2.ai all about data science, his journey, and Kaggle. Please enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. I'm on the call with Dr. Olivier. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast series. Uh, thanks for having me on, on the call. Um, I'm really happy to to be talking with you, Sayam. It's it's really an honor to have you on the show. Um, talking about your background, you hold a PhD in signal processing and have worked across multiple roles, including that of a developer, a project manager, and in trading as well. Could you tell us how did you get started in data science? You've published some research in signal processing uh, way back in the 2000s. Was it can it can we classify that as data science also no i, I think it was it was really signal processing actually uh, that was on telecommunications uh, and, and and yes there, there are many things that could be related to data science but it was really uh, pure pure mathematics and, and and signal processing at the time i think we were still trying to find out magic features or data properties, just like we do now on Kaggle. But yeah, that was really just signal processing. Okay. Um, yeah. 
So uh, you worked across multiple roles. Could you tell us about the different industries you worked ac- worked across and contributed to? I'm trying to connect the dots of how you got into data science. <laughs> oh yeah, that's very difficult. I I don't even remember how I got trapped into uh, data <laughs> science and machine learning. Yeah, um, yeah. In in fact, I all it all started in research with signal processing, but I I, I sort of felt really not enjoying that much the, the research part of it. So I decided to enter a more practical job. And so that was in Amadeus. Uh, it's a, a leader in, in the travel technology. So mm-hmm. that was really for the travel and leisure um, industry. So I was there as a um, C++ developer first. Um, on IBM mainframe, so so that's well, really, you know, very scary. <laughs> that puts <laughs> the date also in, into perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was back in yeah tw- twenty yeah uh, yeah two thousand. About two um, decades ago. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, thanks for reminding me. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that was two decades ago, yeah. Okay. Um, and I stayed seven years there. I've, I've been to London um, and I started as a C++ developer and then became a team leader with a, uh, yeah, with a team of 15 people. Well, and, and in London, that was so enjoyable to have that many cultures there and, and talking to very different people. Um, um, so th- th- that was that. I had customers like British Airways, uh, Qantas, um, mm-hmm. and Finnair Lufthansa. So that that was very exciting. But um, throughout this and, period, you you were in a technical role in a in a programming role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was really a programming role and very technical. I could also talk to customers and have uh, you know functional walkthroughs or technical walkthroughs with them. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was really technical. And then I moved to Capgemini in 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a, yeah, I can't remember now. <laughs> um, and that was as a project manager. Um, and I was working for mainly for the public sector. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was for government and uh, railways and, and stuff like that. Got but it. I stayed, I only stayed probably a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really like it. Um, I, I was, yeah. Um, and in fact, I met uh, different people in the finance industry. Mm-hmm. And I decided I would yeah, maybe try to become a trader uh, on the commodity market. Mm-hmm. And I got trapped there for probably eight or 10 years. Okay. And so that, that was really exciting, you know, trying to get rich. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny thing. So, yeah. And, and the thing is that when you're, on the, when you're trading the markets, you want to first try to predict if you're going to become rich. And yeah. also you want, you want to know if your trades will be successful. Mm-hmm. And so you start doing forecasting. And forecasting, you know, you're not that far from machine learning. Okay. And so... And, and yeah, I think that's how I got trapped into all this data science and machine learning part. Got it. So, so you so, were... so that was a very sort of very uh, long journey, but uh, finally ended up here. 
<laughs> even with the trading part so i couldn't find anything about your secretive <laughs> trading uh, yeah. life online <laughs> yeah, but it's it's secrecy it's total secrecy yeah but again just to put things in perspective you were again using computers there not just a trader trader uh yeah yeah i was using um i was um still in fact developing um uh, automatic trading um things or insights or things yeah now we would call that trying to find patterns in the data or uh, trying to find insights it's data science now <laughs> yeah it's data science <clears throat> got it yeah that 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 was really exciting so once uh, data science came into the picture for you did you find your uh, again quote and quote traditional research background to be very helpful there's this common belief that everyone uh, relies upon yeah i think it was quite useful the, the mathematical background was useful and this whole thing really looked like the yeah reminded me of my phd days so yeah it 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 was really helpful to you know i, I read a book on machine learning and i was like oh but i know this i know trees <laughs> i know decision trees I, i know all these things and and statistics and and so it was like, a flashback yeah. moment for you yeah exactly yeah it was like yeah i'm i'm home <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah wh- when i started really getting into um machine learning uh, i also found that my experience in development uh, was <laughs> really useful okay um and and it's probably what made me share lots of stuff in on gago yeah um because to me it it, it it's very easy to code to code things so uh, we we think of researchers as people who can just read a mathematical equation and think of the code plot are you are you one of those researchers the myth figures no, no I'm, i'm not that no no i would love to be uh, that that talented and skilled but yeah no it, it takes me days to to really think of uh, writing code out of a paper it's it's uh, yeah it, probably people like uh like jean francois cpmp or or pavel or or, or dimitri larco they, they would do that straight away but you know, <laughs> i'm not i'm not on that side i'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, coming to another aspect that uh where your double kagel grandmaster so could you tell us how did you get started on your first competition uh, where did kagel come into this broad life picture yeah in in fact i was at a point in my life where i uh, i wondered what what i was i would do next uh you know i changed qu- quite often uh industries or even sort of a uh, uh, work and so i i talked to a, a good friend of mine that that's in capgemini and we talked about the the, the few possibilities that we had now in the industry like iot cloud and machine learning and so i started reading books on machine learning and as i said it's it was so close to what i did when i was doing <laughs> my research i decided yeah why not you know it's it's the lazy part of me saying uh, maybe this you know uh, so maybe you can have a look <laughs> and i read that book and that book was on kaggle 
it was amazing. I was like, well, it's data science, machine learning, and, and the guys were, were just talking about competitions and Kaggle. And, and I was like, well, what's, the, what's, the, what's this Kaggle? So I went on, on the website and looked at the competitions and I was like, hmm, I'm gonna show off who I am and, and show exactly what I know. And, and well, in fact, I learned humility there. Uh, the first competition was a nightmare. Okay. It, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, finished, you were expecting to nail it because of your background? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I finished uh, in the, yeah, the last 40%, I think. Okay. And I was like, hmm, I need to work now. And, <laughs> and yeah, Kaggle is so, it's, it's practical machine learning. So usually you would learn things uh, machine learning or data science in books or having yep. online courses but when you're in a competition with real data set um, and competing with these bright guys you really need to have uh, to use things that work yep. so it's really practical uh, it's not only having ideas on, on things and, and trying to uh, plot plans and, and stuff but it's really, okay, I, I need to get it. Uh, I need to really understand the problem. Uh, With the solid features. deadline as Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and the, this deadline that uh, approaches every day, and you're like, oh, really, I'm behind, I'm behind. <laughs> I need to do something about it. And the leaderboard is also constantly getting updated. <laughs> meanwhile. Well, actually, yeah, that, that's another point. Um, you learn not to be too much... Um, attracted by the leaderboard because yeah. yeah quite often now you have big shakeups in private leaderboard and so you have to learn as well to create models that generalize and and and, and will do well on, on on private yeah and that's really difficult definitely uh, yeah. we'll talk more about the battle stories but i want to sort of linger on to these topics you two topics you mentioned is learning machine learning and learning on kaggle so uh, could you tell us about how you, before joining Kaggle, learned machine learning, so to speak? Was it just using books or online courses or mixture of both? Um, I, th I think I, I probably, uh, yeah, I read books, uh, took online courses on, on, on Coursera. Mm -hmm. um, I also used a, a site called um, Pact, ActPub. Okay. Uh, with with lots of books there, so that's that's very interesting because now you you can see very different use cases and how the guys would do that. But yeah. usually that that's that remains at a um, scholar level, I would say, where you have uh, it, you get um, free data sets. Mm -hmm. And usually th this would go around uh, high risk data set or alcohol or I don't yeah. know what. And, and you're like, yeah, guys, okay, now I want to have a real big data set and, and see <laughs> what we can do with that. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, quite often uh, it's not available in books or mm -hmm. in courses. You really have to uh, go to Kaggle or on other competition sites to, to have real data. And, and yep. really measure the, the, the point at which you, you still need to learn things or, or and re really rank yourself uh, and see where you are, where right. you stand. 
so what i'm trying to uh, ask as a question here is do you think a person should really spend time on reading this books or just jump onto kaggle because there's a complete another learning experience once you start competing yeah i think you really need to to do both in fact you you still need to keep up with um uh, new things uh, so you still need to read uh, papers uh, books <laughs> but you also need to uh, make Test sure that what what you learn there uh, is useful and, and 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 can be used practically you need to benchmark sense. your skills yeah exactly you need really you you really need to benchmark yeah, yeah that, that that's right got it so uh, coming to kaggle you're a double grandmaster and a competition master what made you contribute more to kernels and discussions because the usual belief is the juice lies just in competing why was contributing to the other two aspect now it's 40 years but uh, a little earlier just these 3 years why was contributing important to you No, yeah, yeah. I like sharing stuff. In fact, I like sharing insights. I didn't discuss much uh, in the be- in the beginning, but I, I wanted to um, share kernels because that's the way I learned uh, when I started on Kaggle. Um, there are really bright names sharing stuff, and and you learn a lot in features engineering or how to use a given model. and um so that was very important to me to to share back on on what i learned mm-hmm. and the, the other thing is that the, probably the first time i shared or the second the second kernel i, I shared um i had very nice feedback okay so you like being uh, um you you like people being nice with you so it pushes you to uh, share even more mm-hmm. and Funny enough, uh, the competitions where I shared the most were the competitions where I ranked highest. Well, so 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 that that was interesting as well. So and it's it's a good driver, you know. <laughs> If you share a lot, you you you're well ranked. So may, maybe I should keep up sharing stuff and and, and get good ranks. Um, and yeah, and and then I started to discuss as well. Um, because as i said writing code is very simple to me it's probably <laughs> simpler than talking in fact or or, or writing mm-hmm. uh but yeah d- discussing is important as well it's how you can uh, share insights and even understand better the data set or the competition mm-hmm. and it's really important to me got it uh coming so, to yeah and competing and i'm not not the good <laughs> competing in fact so that that's probably why i i focused more on kernels and <laughs> and discussions but i i i speak for the kaggle community uh, as a member i think uh, you along with cpmp are one of the legends that we oh. really look up to in terms of the discussions As, as Jean François would say i mean good company then um wow well, <laughs> thank you very much this is a Wow. Yeah, CPMP is probably one of the yeah, it's it's most insightful guy on 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 Kaggle. Uh, Definitely. He's an amazing. Yeah, he's an amazing friend. So again, coming back to competitions, uh, you've taken a you've taken part in a bunch of competitions. What competitions uh, usually look interesting to you? Do you have a f- favorite particular type or 
do you just uh, try against all of them yeah i usually um yeah i focus on tabular data um i i'm not i don't know i'm not really inspired by uh computer vision mm-hmm. um i can do natural language processing as well and and i particularly like um signal processing competitions and <laughs> you're biased to my background <laughs> yeah i'm biased i'm completely yeah. biased <laughs> um yeah so yeah usually that, that would be tabular day uh, competitions got it yeah so uh, i would get there mm-hmm. so Normally when you should see me there okay uh when you were hyper active on kaggle you still pretty active but during your initial days i assume you were hyper active how did you balance time uh, with competitions life and work any okay. best tips or was it a struggle for you um i think i didn't balance i could spend <laughs> i could i could spend days um literally on on kaggle um that, that that was my life at the time i think um so yeah um now it's it's quite different uh, i'm spending a lot more time at work um work is is challenging enough as i uh, as i like to say uh, it's challenging enough for me now Mm-hmm. um and yeah i i'm not that active currently on, on kaggle I'm, i'm i will probably try in the coming months to be uh, a bit more active and and present and less okay. silent on 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 kaggle okay um uh, do you think the stuff that you've learned on kaggle uh, by competing or discussion has it impacted your professional uh, life as a data scientist as well yes it it's it's been a huge impact in fact the first um when i was a freelancer uh, the first client i had was looking for a kaggler okay so um so it, it was a huge impact and and the way as well uh, i look at a problem is is really different uh, now that i've been on kaggle um you have ways to look at the data or try to understand it uh getting really deep in, inside the dataset and and understanding the uh, uh the goal of of the customer and the goal of the model is is um yeah it's it's been quite different mm-hmm. um and my customers used to say well it, it's funny olivier because when you're uh looking at a problem or making models you don't like having very high scoring models yeah meaning that um if you have a high scoring model then probably you have a leak um, <laughs> so i would spend i could spend hours or days with a customer trying to investigate why we would score that high on on a model interesting a particular problem and and quite often we would in fact find uh, a post processing or post production uh, thing that you do and mm-hmm. that gives um in fact uh, something on the ground truth okay because you would treat um for example you would treat a a cell differently if it's a high cell or a low one mm-hmm. and so sometimes th- these are leaks that you don't really find uh, straight away but just looking at the feature importance and and uh, and the high scoring model you can say hmm there's something fishy 
And so, yeah, yeah, the, the Kaggle really changed uh, my, my way of thinking. Okay. Um, so you've also competed in both solo and team in teams. Could you tell us more about your teaming up strategy? Uh, did you find teaming up helpful and your suggestions for teaming up on Kaggle? <laughs> yeah, teaming, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you teaming up is not helpful because the actual gold medal I have <laughs> was was within a team, <laughs> so okay. it's helpful. Um, I don't have a strategy, in fact, for uh, for teaming up. I hmm. think the strategy is uh, having fun. Okay. Um, so I choose um, usually I choose people I like and uh, I go along with uh, with very well. And, and sharing insights is simple and very, people being very accessible and you know. Uh, that that's really the strategy, and it's funny because usually when I, when I team up, I end up um, doing uh, either stacking or preparing data sets to ease the work of others. So that, okay. that's that's quite funny, in fact, um, because you know when I'm teaming up with, with grandmasters, I'm like, oh wow, the guys they are good, you know. <laughs> They're amazing and they're probably a lot better than I am. And, and so I'm, I'm sharing, uh, I like to ease the work and, and uh, uh, ease the sharing of, of ideas between, be, between the people in the team. Got it. So talking about teaming up with grandmasters, you're currently teaming up with Kaggle grandmasters at H2O. Oh, yeah. Could you yeah, tell us? Yeah. <laughs> Could you tell us more about your role at S2? What problems are you teaming up with and what challenges are you contributing to? Oh, the, the, the biggest challenge is to, to, look, um, to look bright enough to, to work with these guys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing working at H2O with that many grandmasters. Uh, and that's probably one of the reasons why I, I joined, in fact. Um, uh, obviously, the, the the real reason is probably Shri, the CEO of of H two O, is so he's a visionaire, as you would say in French, mm-hmm. um, and it's so insightful to talk to him. But uh, yeah, yeah, and the the atmosphere is great, and yeah, so th- there are many challenges I, I work on, uh, particularly model management um, and drift detection on features. Mm-hmm. Um, I work as well a bit of signal processing. And doing, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's my bias. You have to. What, what can I do? You have to. What, what can I do about it? Uh, you know, that's me. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying as well to, to share stuff and, and act as an enabler in, inside of H2O. Um, Got it. So, yeah. But so, it's, uh, it's fascinating working with these guys. I, I can only comment a little bit on that. I'm totally. Yeah, we, we, you know, we are makers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so coming back to Kaggle, or even broadly speaking, could you maybe tell us your first uh, go-to steps, so to speak, uh, when working on a problem or a Kaggle competition, for example? Well, it, it in fact it has changed. Um, you, I think in the early days, I would just um, take the data set and uh, try to um, uh, fit a first model 
and looked at how it would perform on, on the leaderboard. Okay. And see the difference between CV and uh, cross validation and, and, and the public leaderboard. And then I would be like, hmm, there's something fishy or not. And I would look at feature importance, uh, feature drift. And then I would start really thinking about the problem. <laughs> so trying to understand the competition goal um, and reading really thoroughly what, what the, uh, the organizer would, would share. Um, and then, yeah, get deeper into the features, uh, understand them, try to some feature engineering. And then I would, um, uh, yeah, fit different models. Um, so neural nets, um, mm -hmm. well, like GBM, XGBoost for sure, CatBoost. Yeah, um, linear models and all sort of stuff. And right at the end of the competition, I would just try to stack all of these to get a better um, get a better score. And yeah, that, that's that's probably um, uh, what I was doing. Now I'm more focused on uh, EDA first. Got looking at the, at the data, the features, how they. Uh, um, how they interact uh, together and the correlation with the target. Mm -hmm. And I'm less interested in um, in the public leaderboard now. Okay. I'm, I'm still interested in looking at the difference between the cross-validation score and the public leaderboard, because mm -hmm. that tells you something about what will happen on private. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on finding uh, a validation, a good validation strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then, yeah, try to do many different things. Got it. Uh, could you tell us more about how do you come up with the best validation strategies? Because I remember uh, I was competing in the Microsoft malware competition and you were one of the few people who didn't say, uh, face the so-called shakeup. I, I had a really bad experience with that competition. Well, the, which one was that? It was the malware. I think so. The mal malware. I died on, on the private leaderboard. I okay. totally died. <laughs> I, I would have had I think, a I think I dropped. I think I dropped a thousand places. I think it was worse for and me. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I misremembered that. Oh, no, but that, that, that's okay. This one was, uh, was, was really hard. Um, but I played a lot. I remember talking with uh, Jean-Francois CPMP on that competition, and I told him, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm overfitting it. And he was like, but how can you say that? And, well, I proved, I proved I was completely <laughs> overfit. Um, I'm sorry, I think I must have confused CPMP and you in that case either. Oh, yeah, but CPMP is a, is a, is a killer, really. On, on, uh, he can resist any shakeup. <laughs> because I you think do there are only situation. a few. Yeah, there are only a few people like that. I think Jiba uh, uh, is 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 uh, does that as well, and Dmitry Larko is just amazing as well on that. He, the, these guys, I don't know. <laughs> don't know what they do. I should. Uh, we we should organize a session with these guys to learn a, a lot more on, on what they do to resist shakeup. But I have to yeah, drop a quick. I don't have these skills. Yeah, I don't have these skills yet. 
I have to drop a quick plug because they both of them will be uh, on the Chai Time Data Science show soon. So please subscribe if you haven't. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> That's really cool. But I, I'm sorry, I misremembered. So uh, generally speaking, any best validation <laughs> advice that you might. Have? I think the only one I uh, managed to resist was Porto Seguro. Um, and even on this one, it was um, it was quite difficult to to manage to get um, to to stay good on 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 the private leaderboard. I think that the first thing is uh, really trust your CV, and and public leaderboard is just informative. Mm. Um, and the second thing is really understanding the. Um, how private and public leaderboard have been uh, split. So for IID competitions, usually it's simple. Uh, it's just random. So for IID, I would go for CV only. And time series, um, it's really you need to split over time and make sure that um, you don't overfit using that. Um, if you don't, then you'll die on private leaderboard. For yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but I still have to work on that actually. Got it. Um, yeah. So <laughs> coming to another question that I and I'm sure most of the Kaggle community uh, most most of the time faces is uh, how do you come up with new ideas when you're working on the competition? How do you continue improving your score after you run out of ideas? For example. Um, yeah. So so as I. Yeah, in, in fact, Kaggle is it trains your brain, uh, so you, you you can think of feature engineering without noticing. In fact, uh, it's just it gets a habit. So uh, for this type of, uh, of, of of competitions, you would do one thing, and for another, uh, different different things. Um, so so what I usually do is I don't look at public kernels first. Okay. Um, and, and then when I get out of ideas, I would look at public kernels and discussions and try and trying to find out uh, what really um, what I could write or code or what really makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is to understand even deeper the problem and the features you have available. And then usually you can just thinking in practical terms, you can say, uh, you can think of uh, many different new features you can, you can create. Um, then you can go with different models and usually um, having linear models, tree models and neural nets, uh, you need to think differently about the data set and, and really yeah. process it differently. Um, so that, that brings new ideas. And then really, if you don't have any ideas anymore, team up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, then that's the best because you, you can really uh, speak to someone, share insights, um, and share findings. And then you can think of new things you can do. And yeah, that's probably Got best. Got it. So, uh, my, this this has been a great interview. Uh, my final question to you before we conclude is what best advice do you have for someone who's just starting out with machine learning? Do Kaggle. 
<laughs> go on Kaggle, read books, uh, get, get um, online courses, but then practice, practice a lot. Practice That's, on Kaggle. That, yeah, practice on Kaggle and all other competition, uh, competition sites. But yeah, you, you, you need to have this practical uh, yeah, training to really uh, benchmark all the things you learned. Yeah. Got it. So uh, thanks again for this interview. Before we end the call, uh, what would be the best platforms to follow your work? Edge2O.ai. Uh, okay. <laughs> any, any social media links that you want to mention? Um, yeah, I think that I, I, I don't publish any work any, anywhere except on uh, for, for Edge2O. Um, the, the website I'm, I'm using the most is Medium, really. Okay. It's, it's so, a really good one. We'll have that link. And uh, if anyone visits the H2 conferences, uh, I think that'll be the best place to get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank, thanks so much again, Olivia, for doing this interview and for all of your contributions to the Kaggle community. Thanks a lot for your nice words. It was, it was really good talking to you. Thanks, Ayam. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to give it a review or feel free to shoot me a message. You can find all of the social media links in the description. If you like the show, please subscribe and tune in each week to Chai Time Data Science.